Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for December 3rd, 2019. I'm teaching a series entitled Grace and Truth. This is part 59 of the overall series. The title of today's message is Grace Seems Too Good to Be True. <laughs> Sometimes the message of God's grace is so good. God is so good that it seems too good to be true. Let's get into the message for today. Our foundational scriptures for the whole series are John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. In John 1 and 14, the Bible says that the word Jesus became flesh. He dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It was the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father full of grace and truth. In verse 17, the Bible says that the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So we've been doing like a compare and contrast between the law, living by the law or living by grace. And so we studied Galatians 3, Galatians 4, Galatians 5. And yesterday we got to Galatians 6. We looked at Galatians 6 verses 12 and 13. Let's go back to those two verses today. The Bible says in Galatians 6 and 12, all those who insist that you be circumcised are recruiting you so that they can boast in their own works. They are attempting to avoid the persecution that comes with preaching the liberating message of the cross of the Messiah. Verse 13, not even those who are circumcised keep every detail of the written law. They're lying to you. Yet they push you to be circumcised so that they can boast in the fact that now you're like them. They are focused on works. They're not focused on grace. So what does this mean to you today? I want to focus in on this line where the apostle Paul said, they are attempting to avoid the persecution that comes with preaching the liberating message of the cross of the Messiah. When you preach the gospel of grace, when you preach the gospel, which is the grace of God, you will be persecuted for preaching this liberating message because it's so good that it seems too good to be true. So let's get into it for this morning. I have four things to share with you on today. As I share these four things, I want you to rid yourself of all distractions, focus in, and, and tune in to where you can hear the voice behind my voice, the word behind my word, while I'm teaching, the Holy Spirit will minister to you. Four things. Here we go. Number one, some fight the message of God's grace. Some do. Paul talked about it. He said that there's, there's persecution that comes for preaching the liberating message of God's grace. And this sounds awkward to me, right? Because why would you get persecuted for preaching something good? I understand opposition from preaching fire and brimstone, but why would you be persecuted for telling people that God is good to them? Well, what was Paul talking about? The apostle Paul was not referring to opposition from the world per se, because sinners don't fight this message. <laughs> they might fight a lot of stuff that we say, but they're not going to fight God's grace. Those who are openly lost are really, in most cases, open to the goodness of God. They, they accept the message of God's grace. It is the goodness of God that causes them to repent. That's Romans 2 and 4. People are not going to repent because you're going to scare them into repentance. And let me tell you, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, and trying to scare them or guilt them or shame them into the church or into the kingdom or into Christ, 
No, it's the goodness of God. Paul said, you know what? How, how people really repent is the goodness of God. When they know that they're not living right and God is still good to them, it's the goodness of God that causes people to repent. It's the goodness of God that causes a sinner to cry out to God, God, why are you being so good to me? I don't earn, I, I, I definitely don't deserve it. I haven't earned it. Why are you being good to me? It's the goodness of God. It's the grace of God that causes people to repent. So the issue is not with sinners. The Apostle Paul is talking about religious people, religious believers. The religious people fought Jesus, and they ultimately did everything that they could to have him killed, right? And just like they opposed Jesus, they will oppose you. Religious people will fight you tooth and nail if you tell them that their works are not earning God's righteousness. <laughs> they are so fixated on performance-based religion, on doing things over and over and over again, on vain repetition. They are so fixated on performance-based religion that they cannot see the fact that Jesus performed for us. It's already done. They are so focused on working for God's blessing that they can't accept the fact that God just wants to bless us because God is good, not because we're good, but because he's good. So they reject grace and they would rather focus on works and their performance. And they feel better about themselves when they can when they can say, look at what I've done. And then they feel better about themselves when they, they can say, well, you haven't done this, you haven't done that. There are people out there that are going ahead because they haven't done this and they haven't done that. And, and look at me, look at all the things that I've done. No, if anybody goes to hell, they only go to hell because they, they fail to accept Jesus. And if you go to heaven, you only go to heaven because you accepted Jesus. You cannot go to heaven thinking that you're going to heaven because of you. you, you if you're going to heaven, it's only because of him. So let me just say this. If you grew up the way that I just said, like very religious, like I did, I know the message of God's grace may be hard to accept, but please, do you owe it to yourself. If you watch today's word, you know I'm giving you words, scripture after scripture. But listen, open up the Bible for yourself. Search the scriptures. Spend time alone with the Holy Spirit in prayer. Allow God to minister to you. If you do, I, I, I promise you that you will come to the realization that God made plans for you before the world began. That you were born in sin because of one man, Adam. But watch this. Now you're born again because of another man, the last Adam, Jesus, the Christ, our Lord. So now once you're born again, sin is not your issue. Your sin was nailed to the cross with Jesus. Your only challenge now is, is accepting, believing and receiving God's goodness, is renewing your mind, right? Your focus now is renewing your mind so you can think and act like God. And, and then finally, embracing the grace of God to become the man, the woman that you've called to be, that you are called and destined and designed and God desires for you to be. You have to change the way you think so that you can say, you know what? It's not about me. It's all about him. And if God called me to do this, I, I don't I don't know why he called me to do it. I definitely, look, man, I'm a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. I don't qualify for this, but God said, do it. Man, if he called me to do it, then my job is to accept it. If he called me to do something and it far, it far exceeds my education, my experience, my background, my relationships, my ability, my bank account, far exceeds all of that. And God said, do it, then doggone it, I'm going I'm to do it. And I'm going to do it by the grace of God, not because I'm good, but because God is good. And so this is not performance-based religion. This is not living by the law. This is living by God's grace. And this is why Jesus came. Number two, Listen, let me just talk to you about something that just seems too good to be true. The message of grace 
sounds good. It's actually so good that, and it seems so good and almost like too good to be true, that people fight it. It's, it's, it's easier for people to believe in a God who will require you to do everything right for you to be right with him than in a God who just makes you right by grace. It's easier for people to believe in religion, basically. It's, it's easier for people to believe in works than to believe in grace. It's easier to believe that I'm right because I do right than I'm right because God made me right. Because if, if I just believe that God, that God took my sin and put it on Jesus, and God took Jesus' righteousness and put it on me, and it's not because I earned it or I deserved it, that just seems too good. <laughs> but no matter how good it seems, it's the truth. It's the gospel. It's what the Bible teaches. God's goodness towards you cannot be earned. It can only be believed and received. Why? Because it's a gift. Salvation, eternal life, gift. God's grace towards you, gift. God's calling on your life, gift. You cannot work for a gift. Romans 11 and 6 says, if you're trying to work for it, now what you're getting, you want payment. You're working for something because you want to earn it. So then you can say, well, pay me now. Like, you know, no, if it's payment, then it's not a gift. Grace is a gift. It cannot be earned. If it's earned, then it's no longer grace. It's a gift. All you could do with a gift is receive it. So receive it. Number three, grace is liberating. Paul says that the message of God's grace is liberating. It makes you free. When you fully embrace the grace of God, and you know that you can never be good enough to earn it or to deserve God's call, and you know that God's assignment on your life far exceeds your performance, and you know that his blessing, past, present, and future is not contingent upon what you do or what you fail to do, doggone it, at that point, you are free. You are free to open up your heart to God's goodness. You are free to believe what God believes about you. You are free to receive God's call and walk it out by faith, not because you're good, but because God is good. And that's it. Number four, and finally, this is my final point. When you are truly free, when you are really, really, really free, you can glory in your weaknesses. That's what Paul did. Paul was so free that he got to the point where he was able to glory in his weaknesses. He, one of the greatest lessons he learned, he shared this in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. He says, here's the great, one of the greatest lessons. When I am weak, then I'm made strong. God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. Where I end, God can begin, right? So, so when I get to the end of myself, then now, and I know I can't do it, and I know that it's bigger than me, and I know that I, I don't have the education, I don't have the experience, I don't have the money, I have to totally rely on God that now, where I'm weak, God can be made strong in my life. He got to the point where he was at the end of himself so God could place his super on Paul's natural, allowing Paul to walk in the supernatural. It took Paul years to learn this, but I'm saying I want you to learn from Paul. Embrace God's grace. Glory in your weaknesses. If you ever graduate to the point where you're saying, listen, I'm not religious. I'm not trying to put up a facade to show people that I'm perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm actually not perfect, and I'm okay. Listen, God, I'm not saying that, that I'm okay with with sin. No, I mean, I'm not living in sin, but I, I know that I'm not earning God's goodness, right? So, so I've gotten past myself. I've gotten over myself. <laughs> I'm not perfect. And, and Jesus was perfect for me. And so, so now I get to fully embrace everything that God has called me to do. If you ever graduate to the point where you can glory in your weaknesses, then the power of God and the grace of God can flow through you. You will live a life that is beyond you. You will live the life that God planned, not because you are so good, but because 
God is so good, not because of your performance, but because of Jesus's finished work. It, it, at that point, you're not trying to perform because you know that God can perform through you. It's the Father, John 14 and 10, who lives in you. He is giving you the words and he is performing the work. So at this point, your weaknesses, like what you can do and what you can't do, don't even matter because God doesn't have any weaknesses and he is living in you. The God who can do all things is living on the inside of you. And if you allow him to live through you, giving you the words and performing the work. He is in you and on you and with you and for you. And if you live for him and allow him to flow through you, then there's nothing you can't do. You are unstoppable because at that point, stopping you would mean stopping God and God cannot be stopped. So so listen, get to this point where, yes, it seems too good to be true, but it is true. It's what the Bible teaches. Open up your heart to God's grace. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I accept your grace. I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity because of one man, Adam. But I was born again because of another man, the last Adam, Jesus the Christ, my Lord. I am in Christ and Christ is in me. My sin was nailed to the cross with Jesus. You are not holding my sin against me. Sin has no power over me. I am now free to embrace all you have called me to be and do. I meditate and I medicate on your word day and night. My mind is renewed to the point where I believe what you believe about me. <laughs> I see myself the way you see me. I know you live in me. You give me the words and you perform the work in me, with me, and through me every day. I can glory in my weaknesses because I'm not limited by them anymore. There is nothing you can't do. So there's nothing I can't do because you live through me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. There's a big subscribe button. And if you click on that, you're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. So sign up. Listen, head into this day knowing that God's grace seems too good to be true, but it's true. Open up your heart to God's goodness. God wants to use you for his glory. God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you. Not because you're good, but because he's good. Do me a favor. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, with your friends. I love you and God loves you. Have an amazing day. God bless you.